All right, running with the money, episode 12. Mitch Michaels, Matt Gothard, Kent Brown. Gothard calling in, Kent Brown in studio. First time in a while I've had you boys both on the same show and not leaving a voicemail for picks. It's been some ups and downs. It's gone off the rails a little bit. Kent, calm down. Keep your hands out of your pockets. But Gothard, <laughs> thanks for calling in. I know it's been a long day for you guys. Uh, let's, let's start it with this interesting week of college football. Is it an interesting week? I guess that's one thing I'll say is every weekend in college football, because it's a college football Saturday, is interesting by definition. But this is not a week that I have a really good grasp on. It's a week in which a lot of teams in the top 25 are playing mediocre to flat-out poor competition. So we're going to have to put our minds together after last week's 0-for-2 effort with our money makers, and then the Buffalo bet that Gothard and I, or I should say Mitch and I and a few of our friends just lost before this podcast Jesus Christ we need to come we need to come up with a good one it's been a struggle for the past five or six days yeah I mean there's not that many good matchups but that's why you have to bet on stuff to make it interesting so that's that's the uh, that's the whole point of this can I just also say now we are seven four and one in money makers that was a bonus money maker pick that we gave out and lost so we're over one on our bonus picks but we went with a Friday money maker Boise Fresno we took Fresno and of course they blew a a touchdown lead late and lost that game not as bad as Buffalo lost tonight to Ohio because that was just flat out embarrassing and uh, action is another disaster for us so maybe we'll stick to some better games but we might not we might not army might be the pick and the money maker as well so we'll get to that in a little bit but guys it was an interesting week last week a lot of ups and downs I got to start with the biggest down of the season Kent, I know you weren't on this game, but Gothard, LSU, oh. are you kidding me with how that game ended? I just want to, I just want to oh, point dude. this out. Not only did the defense blow a twenty-one point lead in a game that in they the were controlling quarter. the whole time, in yep. the fourth quarter, LSU gets the ball. The running back pulls a Todd Gurley, goes down. They still keep running offensive plays. He goes down again. Then the last time he tries to score, and the clock runs out. I was furious. It was awful. Besides that, it was all right. But Gothard, how did you react to uh, what went down with LSU? You know, I it was almost just getting to be funny at that point because uh, on our other show we had Alabama minus twenty four and a half, and they went for it on the two yard line and they got stuffed. And then when I was watching the LSU thing happen, I just I knew right away, oh no! Like <laughs> you know, when I go back and rewatch the highlights too, it's just like it's still painful. I cannot believe. Like, he just lays down. It was harder for him to go down than uh, than score. But here's the thing, man. Like, wh- eventually, one of these guys is going to fumble, and they're going to give the other team a pretty good chance to come back and tie it. I, You know, like, in the Todd Gurley game, they're only up by, what were they up by, two or something? Like, if he, if that, if they strip the ball there, it's uh, that's Aaron Rodgers with the ball and a chance to win. So I'm not quite sure it's smart to be like, going down on the one-yard line. Well... Yeah, I see what you're saying. I totally forgot you were on Alabama in that game as well. I had him in the first half, and that was the opposite. That was highway robbery for the good guys. <laughs> yeah, I had them in the first half, and I got him at 22. So I did not. Fortunately, that was a bet. I didn't get a 24 and a half. So 22 was fine. It got the win. Yeah, but yeah, let's just say that there were some very shaky calls in the first half of that Mississippi State-Alabama game. And as a loyal supporter of the Crimson Tide this fall in terms of with my money, I'm glad the refs made those calls because Bama might have been up like seven if it wasn't for a couple of calls, and instead they ended up covering the first half line, and thus 
staying undefeated in the first half all year when it comes against the spread. And that's really all that matters. We don't care about actual wins and losses. We just care about ATS against the spread. Can you win us some money? ATS. Okay, ATS. I thought you were going to go somewhere else. Uh, I, I also, I, I think it was funny, Mississippi State decided to take out their frustrations, how the first half ended, by just taking cheap shots at two of his legs. And, uh, it is what it I is. I know. <laughs> I just, I don't want to see him hurt. I, that's, that's the only thing here. I know they're this wrecking crew, and he's been amazing. But, you know, I, I'm just, ups, I'm still upset at Coach O. I've defended him against the closed captioning machine. I've held that tiger. I just, I, I didn't want to see it happen that way. Cal beats USC, though, Gothard. i got to give you props on that one. You've been on the fade USC train, and I finally took your advice, and it paid off. The Pac-12 is just, I feel like, a coin flip. You know, it comes down to just who whose defense is going to get a few stops. And if you can get on that side of it, you know, you're, you're good to go. But I, I do think that just consistently USC has been overrated this year, uh, point spread-wise at least. Yeah, they're one of those public teams that people love them. They love to bet USC, especially L.A. to Vegas, as we all know. is a close, easy trip to make. There's a lot of people that come in for the weekends from Los Angeles. There's a lot of USC alums that spend the weekends betting at the sportsbook. And so their lines are almost always inflated. They are absolutely one of those uh, public teams. And for Cal, they're one of the only teams in the Pac-12 that play consistent defense. So when you look at it, Washington State's played solid defense this year. Washington has a very good defense, but Cal statistically has the best defense of the bunch. I think they're top 10 in terms of defensive efficiency in the country. And in that second half, USC could not move the football. There was a safety. There were a lot of you know third and nine, third and 10 situations. And it was a well-deserved win. I think Berkeley, and this is a game we might touch upon later. You get the Cal-Stanford game this week. It's a virtual coin flip. It's a two-point spread. That Right now, Cal's playing better. Now, will they win that game? They haven't won that game in, I believe, nine years. Uh, but as of tonight, when we're recording this, they've played better football than Stanford for the last month. Yeah, penalty at the end. I couldn't believe that as well. But Cal deserved to win that game. Gothard, I'll ask you this question. Not did it, but how many years did football get set back by that Michigan State-Ohio State game? Oh, dude. I just, that was such a sad game to watch because, like, we went from amazing trick play and then all of a sudden it was just your guys' every play I felt like was your, your guys' punter putting it on the one yard line. And then uh, I'm not quite sure why they snapped it out of the end zone on purpose. That's nobody. <laughs> I mean, knows. I, that's Has he explained himself? I'm, sh- I'm sure he's explained himself on that, but what was his explanation for doing that? I haven't I haven't heard an explanation from him, but I just I just feel like uh, I feel like they were overthinking it. You know, I mean, you kick it even if they score a touchdown, you're down eight, it's still giving you a chance. But um, I don't know. Very very sad game to watch. Hopefully they can bounce back. And we all watched, I think, pretty much every <laughs> snap of that game too. So. It was it was rough. It didn't make me feel any better about Ohio State. It looked like a bad rendition of Don Giovanni, the African. I know you're famous with. Oh, yeah, that's that's easily top three in terms of Italian operas of all time. When you look at Don Giovanni, it is truly a masterpiece. Yeah, who's that and dude? this game was a masterpiece when it came to Ohio State's punter. I think it was Chrisman. Yeah, that his name? amazing. That guy, and he even had a four-yard punt on his first, and yet he was still by far the best MVP of that game. Anything else we should wrap, wrap up with last weekend? I want to give a shout-out before I forget to Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. That over was clutch 80 points, and it hit early fourth quarter. 
They went for two. I give Oklahoma State credit. I remember, Kit, you had plus 960. I know. On Oklahoma State, and they went for two in the win. Good good play call, just not executed, right? Yeah, they threw behind the receiver, and it was an open play. Ran on, you know, basically from the slot. He just went wide towards the pylon, and if the throw was in front of him, I think he gets it. And it's the right call. You just have to go out and execute. But, man, at plus 960, I said, I think this is going to be a one-score game in the fourth quarter, and at nearly 10-to-1 odds, why not go after it? And this was a 50-50 game. You know, a lot of us thought whoever has the ball last will probably win. It looked like Oklahoma State was about to steal one, and then they do what our friend Robbie Crowder says all the time. They just break your heart, and they're close but yet they don't get the win. And that seems to be the story of this rivalry. A lot of close contests, but usually Boomer Sooner ends up winning. Oklahoma's defense. I mean, they win. They have one loss. They're still alive in the playoff hunt. But, my God, they've given up 40-plus and 600 yards of offense the last two weeks. So, even in a win, not really feeling good about their chances against the elite. But who knows? We'll see. We'll have to look at maybe over-unders in the Big 12 as another potential moneymaker pick, which we – haven't hashed out. We'll have to do that a little later. But, guys, I'm running with the money. Let's talk about this week's games. We're already off to a terrible start, Kent and I, with this MAC game. But we'll see what happens. Any games that catch your eye, though, quickly, Kent, before we get to Saturday, Thursday or Friday? It'll be up on Friday, so you can call your shot on Thursday. Or is there a Friday night game? Do you want to try to fix what we did last week? Not really. I think when you look at some of these games on Thursday and Friday, I might be intrigued. I guess if I had to take any of them, Toledo minus 13 at Kent State wouldn't be that bad because Toledo's a good team and Kent State has been pretty mediocre to dreadful. But I think we'll find better games on Saturday. I would just hold off of Thursday or Friday and just get ready for what could be a fun Saturday if we can guess the right bets. I'll ask you this question. I do agree. There's just not much there going into the weekend. Gothard, it's been a, a disappointing year for the state that you were raised in. Iowa plays Illinois, and they're getting they're they're sixteen point favorites in this game. I know they're six and four, and it didn't go the way you wanted it. But Illinois is terrible. Can Iowa cover this spread in this game? And will you will you be invested in it? Well, let's just be let's be clear about something. Um, we they could still go the way we want it to go. They just need to win the next two games because okay. I just like them. one way. I yeah, want, that's true. Yeah, I want them to be better than seven and a half games. Um, right. So they're six and four right now. They got Illinois this week, Nebraska next week. I think next week is like the real challenge, even though that's a, that's at home. I'm not a huge. I don't think Illinois is that good. Um, so I could see I could see Iowa actually covering, kind of bouncing back from those two. They're, they've had a couple rough games, um, but that's the fan in me saying that I think that they'd bounce back. So don't you never know. Um, but I would probably say over six. I t- they I take Iowa sixteen. Yeah, they've looked pretty average the last few weeks, and it's been disappointing. I know there were comments made about Noah Fant is going to be a top 10 or top 15 pick in the draft next year as tight end. They're not even using him right now. And when you have a weapon like that, both of their tight ends are, are really productive. We know what they're capable of when they run the football. Illinois is bad. It's just a matter of if Iowa can play a complete game, then they cover no problem. But they haven't played a complete game since probably, certainly since the month of October. But you might even be looking early to mid-October. It's been about a month since this Iowa team has been able to play a complete football game, and that's why they've lost a few of their last games. Iowa's not a team that you want chasing the spread at the end. 
you know, we five, six no. minutes left. Yeah, they're very <laughs> yeah. comfortable. Just yeah. if they're up 11, they're cool with it. They don't need to win by 18. That's what scares me. I think Iowa should They don't even want to do it. But <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> uh, Ken, I will ask you this game, though. Pitt, you, you've got this circled on your calendar here. A little little Pitt action. You've, got, you've had all this success with Notre Dame, but Pitt just flying under the radar. I hit my Pitt over last weekend that Pitt was five and a half. They won their sixth game. The they got the championship game. If they win this game, what I'd like to happen is at this point, because Miami's been down and out, they've lost four straight, it'd be nice if Pitt wins this game, punches their ticket to Charlotte. If they win, they're in. And then they go to Miami next week, and Miami beats them, and maybe wins their last two, Virginia Tech and Pitt, and gets to eight and four. That would be best case for both teams. Wake Forest can move the football. They have some really good receivers. They have an offense that I think will put up some points. But if Pitt does what they need to and they go out and execute and they've been running the football at a high clip the last few weeks, then I would go with the Panthers here. But that seven points is a perfect line because Wake Forest is more than good enough to cover, if not win this game. But if Pitt does do what they did the last two or three weeks, then they'll probably win by double figures. It's an intriguing game. I would say Pitt wins close. I'd actually take the seven, but... The Panthers probably end up in Charlotte, but I don't feel great about them winning by more than a touchdown. Yeah, Wake coming off that win over the national choking team of North Carolina State last week. Yeah, so what a, I, I just fourteenth, no way. That, I'm glad they lost. That's insane. This is another game where I stay away from, but I do think Pitt wins. I just think it is a close game. Speaking of stayaways, Gothard, I got to talk about the Big Ten because you have Wisconsin, Purdue, which who knows what version of those two teams would show up. And then a now a pick'em game in your Big Ten trap game of the week. Northwestern, fresh off clinching that Big Ten West. Minnesota at home, it's a pick'em. They are just Vegas is fully expecting Northwestern to lay down and just take the three count this week. I think so, but like last week, Iowa was ten point favorites to Northwestern, and I I wasn't quite sure why. I mean, I I don't know what Vegas has against Northwestern. Yeah, I, I didn't understand that either. So I don't know. I'm kind of. I almost kind of just think. The only thing is, is that I bet you Northwestern could be over. Like they could be sleeping on this since they already won the Big Ten West. They don't really have any playoff opportunities, so um, it doesn't really matter to them as much. I guess Minnesota, like they need another win to go to be bowl eligible. But I don't know. Yeah, I'd stay away from that. I guess there's no money to be made really. By the way, speaking of noon Big Ten games, and look, I know you're a Spartans fan, but Nebraska, why are they an underdog in this game? Is it just the fact that Vegas is giving D'Antonio and this Michigan State team respect based on what they've done for the last five years? Because when you look at the current state of Michigan State football and Nebraska football at this moment, Nebraska's offense is playing really well. Their defense has gotten better. It's certainly not good, but it's gotten better. And Michigan State just can't run the football. Their offensive situation right. with the quarterback, whether it's Lombardi or an injured Lewerke, has not worked out. I I know you don't want to take this, Gother, because you don't want to just bet against your team, but I think Nebraska should be favored, and I expect them to win this game. So the fact that they're a two-and-a-half-point dog, I would take the money line in this game and feel pretty solid about it that they – you know, you get it at plus one ten. I think the Huskers win. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm hoping that Michigan State will show up um, the def on the defensive side and force a couple turnovers. Because um, I feel like Michigan State's defense has taken a step up actually lately. But uh, in terms of quarterback, if both if uh, Lewerke's hurt, 
I don't. I'm not putting any money on Michigan State. So we'll see what who ends up taking snaps for them. But um, hopefully, uh, hopefully Sparty wins. But this this could be a blowout for Nebraska. Speaking of Big Ten games, can't you mentioned this earlier today? Ohio State Maryland at 14. I let's let's go Gothard into Kent's teaser zone because this does fit the profile. This is a yes. match. They they both swiped on each other. This is a match. And if Ohio State. If you can get it down to what? Seven. Seven and a half? Or just, seven? Yeah, if it's yeah. 14, get the seven-point teaser. And they if you they have to win by more than a touchdown. Gothard, they're going to beat Maryland by more than a touchdown, right? I was thinking that the last time I, when I was in Vegas, I was like, oh, Ohio State, they'll kill Nebraska. There's no way this game will be close. And, I, mm. you know, I was wrong there. So um, it, they, they kind of scare me. I, I like Ohio State, but I think there's a part of – a part of better Maryland's than people without its quarterback now. Yeah, I know, I know, but um, I I agree. If if you could tease it down to seven, I don't know if I would take minus fourteen right now. Well, I, I will say this: Ohio State historically in this game, which it doesn't have to be Maryland, but the week before Michigan, a lot of close games, a lot of kind of that yep. looking ahead effect. So, I don't know that I like fourteen, sixteen, however, however many points this line settles at. I would be in Kent's corner here of if you're going to take them, make it part of a teaser and, and get that down. Because I think 7 to 10, probably like 10 or 11 is what I think this final margin comes at. Am I going to go in with a morning Big Ten teaser of the following? Oh, man. I'm going to do Ohio State minus 7, Nebraska plus 9.5. And, and then if I really wanted to get deep into the woods, take Northwestern plus 8.5. That'd be an interesting morning slate of tr- a sir, trio of games. Sir, how many Big Ten games do you want to watch? We only have a few TVs here. We can't put the Big Ten package on. Right, they're like, we can put them on two, but there's no way you're getting a third screen <laughs> devoted to the Big Ten. You just got an anti-SEC shirt on. Yeah. What do you guys think the spread will be next week between Ohio State and Michigan? Michigan will be in Columbus probably like four and a half point favorites. Yeah, would be I, was my thinking, guess. I was thinking five or five and a half. Like, yeah. It will be under a touchdown but over a field goal. It yeah, if you get if it gets over a touchdown, as bad as I think Ohio State's been, you have to take the points at home. But oh, Michigan I'm, deserves I'm to be favored in this game. I'm taking Ohio State money line probably if if uh just depending Ooh. on on how that works <laughs> out. I mean we've the money's full there. Circle. Full circle with you, Gothard. You were a fade Ohio State guy. I'm so proud of you. You're like the bad son that has the drug addiction that comes home and becomes a college graduate. So he's Zach Smith. <laughs> no, the I mean the thing about it is is that it, you're playing that. the only school that I hate more than Ohio State. But yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. This isn't exactly your Christmas morning. I keep having to remember that. All right, some yep. other games to talk to. We've kind of been doing it by conference. We can go to the Big Twelve now. I got a, a little sleeper game just because I was looking at games, and as Kent mentioned, there wasn't that many games that are as intriguing as in the past. I'm kind of liking on the road. It feels weird to say this, but Texas Tech going to Kansas State as about six-point favorites on the road. Man, I just think Kansas State sucks, and I think Tech, I know they blew the Texas game last week, but I think they can score, and I think if you can do at least one thing while well in this game, you're ahead. I just don't see Kansas State being good at much of anything at this point. I like that. I actually think that's one, you know, you look at all these lines, you don't focus on every one of them. Texas Tech's been a pretty solid team this last month, and they lost a heartbreaker to Oklahoma a couple weeks ago. They looked against Texas last week and went right down to the final plays. And 
you're right, Kansas State has been bad. This has been one of the worst Bill Snyder Kansas State teams I remember in my years of watching college football. The fact that it's under a touchdown, that is, again, if you want to talk about teaser candidate, now you're just having them just win the game. Uh-huh. If you tease them six, that's a pick em. And even the six points seems like a pretty good effort. This Kansas State team just seems lost, and Texas Tech actually looks pretty solid. He's just got one trick left. He hasn't died yet for that motivational tactic, so I think he might be saving it for this game. It could be a weekend at Bernie's thing. <laughs> and also, they need one more win to get to a bowl game. So for Texas Tech, this is a huge game because their remaining schedule... The last game is... You have Kansas State, and then their last game is Baylor. That's not a gimme. Mm-hmm. So if they win this game, they punch their bowl ticket... So far, I like where you're going with this. That is not a bad bet at all. Gothard, you in, were you in I agreement I, here? I think I follow you. I, I have no real faith in Kansas State. I mean, the only the only thing is this is kind of it's all or nothing for Kansas State now in terms of a bowl game. So they'll have that same kind of motivation. I don't know if it'll go over 57, but uh, yeah, I, I think I, I I'd mean, take Texas Tech. Kansas State is a wrench in the over Big 12 marketing plan that I have. It's just <laughs> what are they, what are they even doing here? But We'll move on a little bit. Uh, some other games like uh, Missouri, Tennessee just doesn't really do much for me. Tennessee, another home dog. It was good that they got that win last week, and they're playing for bowl eligibility. But Mizzou, I think, should handle them there. Um, Central Florida, Cincinnati. I wanted to get your thoughts on this. Gothard game day is going to Central Florida. It really shows you what the slate of games was this week. But touchdown favorite against Cincinnati. Interesting one. Bearcats coming in with a pretty good record themselves. You buy in Central Florida in this game as a touchdown favorite. Well, they are the reigning national champs, and it's really hard to go against a team that uh, that <laughs> that is the national champs. So, um, I think I think I'll take them minus seven against Cincinnati um, at home. It's going to be the crowd's going to be rocking. It's a big game. Um, you know, I don't know. I think I, I, th- I think I go uh, Central Florida. I, I, I would agree, but I see another number in this game, and that's fifty nine. And I kind of like the over in this one. If UCF's <laughs> going to win, it probably goes over, right? And, and Cincinnati can score. They want to play good defense, but you're right. If this gets into a track meet, also it's funny that both defending national champions, UCF and Bama, they have a Hawaiian quarterback. It's just interesting that in the greater forty eight. Eh, I guess you can go out and recruit from the islands and do okay. UCF in this game, they're hit and miss. Like They gave up 700 yards to Temple a couple weeks ago. We saw what Cincinnati did against that same Temple team they lost. But Cincinnati is a physical team. They definitely have a better defense than UCF. But offensively, for the Knights to win, they're probably going to need to get in the high 30s. And if that happens, chances are it probably goes over 59. So... I'm, I'm starting to like that as well. I think that's a pretty solid mm. way of looking at it. And it's always fun to bet overs. Oh. Always fun. It's, way, it's, it's fun. You're just cheering for points the whole time. And as I think you pointed out, Kent, you, it's the only bet you can win and the game's still going on for exactly. sure. So, yeah, love it. You can just, you know, order your appetizers and plan your getaway car, you know, whatever you need to do. Uh, as far as teasers go, Kent, you want to go one last time? This might be your last time to do it. Go to the state of Utah. Do I want to go to the state? Because Utah State is 28-point favorites. Ooh, I like it. You know I like me some Utah State act. And you might maybe the Utes at minus 7 on the road at Colorado. I don't know if that plays in at all, how you feel in that game. Colorado really faltered the last couple of weeks. Yeah, they were a big letdown for us last week. Decent first half, and then the second half. No offense. All wazoo. 
But Utah State has been very good. They're a team that seemingly has played complete it's, football for the last it's Utah six versus seven Colorado games. schools. Like it's funny. It's like right. <laughs> Utah yeah. State, Colorado State, Utah, Colorado. Yeah, that's not a bad one at all. And you mentioned in the teaser, yeah, you can get it down to twenty one. Yes. I'm starting to really like again, I'm building up. I might do like an eight team <laughs> teaser this week. Or do well the better way to do them is you do an early teaser and then you do a late teaser. You lost Kent in the teaser. The He's early, gone. Yeah, Somewhere in level seven or eight. The early one was Big Ten potentially, and then the late one might be all the weird teams like UCF over. Utah State. Like a teaser within a teaser. Yes. Like Inception. Oh, my God. Yes. Now, now I am. I <laughs> oh, mean, my God. Thank God that this is just an audio podcast because you do not want to see what I'm looking like right now. It's not good. This is, it's pure excitement at all levels, if you know what I mean. Why is the table moving? <laughs> but overall, I'm so yes. happy I called in. Give me Utah State. <laughs> give me UCF over. I'm buying into those type of teams. If you want to throw Army against Colgate into the mix, why not? The Army, the Black Knights of the Hudson. The fact that Army's 8-2 and two, and they're playing a one double a school and it's only 11 points, I don't know. That seems like a pretty good teaser candidate. Get them down to four. Army might be – they're, they're almost ranked. Wow. Gothard Army? Like, Kent's talking some sense into me. This would be a deep dive, but I actually like Army as well against a one double a school. Yeah, it's 11 points. Tease that to four. I just, uh, I just never want to put too much faith in Army. I've I've learned too many lessons on the Army versus Navy oh, game. Patriot. Um, you said the same thing just... before the Mexican American War, and how did that turn out? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. It, I just I just try to stay away from from it, any Army just, game. It's just a sports podcast. No need to be unpatriotic. But I get it. I understand. <laughs> yeah, this guy, man, he's just it's definitely a statement. Yeah, we well, like the troops. He, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He moves out to the coast and just Lord knows he just falls apart, man. What is going on? <laughs> All oh, right, the Gothard's call oh, presented man. by Bob Dylan. Go ahead. Yeah. Speaking of Aggies, as you mentioned Utah State, I want to throw out a very intriguing game that I am very interested in seeing. This is the week the SEC schedules all their crappy teams. A lot of I know you know, SoCon, yeah. a lot of Conference USA. Uh-huh. There's a UAB team who's uh-huh. nine and one, uh-huh. and they lost the game to Coastal Carolina, where everything that could have went wrong went wrong. They're going into a wounded Texas A&M team of six and four, who is not going to take them seriously. It's a seventeen-point line. I think A&M wins. I'm not going to go as far as saying UAB should win this game, but there's two things here that are intriguing. The seventeen points is nice, and that money line is up oh, over six hundred. That if you wanted to potentially throw a little money line bet and just again, it's going to be kind of how Oklahoma State was last week. I think this game goes into the second half maybe late third quarter and it's undecided and if you get a UAB team who's within striking distance and there's like 13 minutes left in this game you know you're going to have fun watching it and when you bet these games you want to win but you also want to have fun with the underdog picks you take I it's UAB I mean what I, I get it I get the one. I get the point spread but if you're if you're not if you're making a money line bet and it's not just to say well, we'll see what happens in a situation like this I mean, Oklahoma State at plus nine sixty was even more believable than this. I wish I game. wish one of us had enough no, balls think... to take Idaho on the money line this week at forty against Florida. You know what that money line is here? I'm going to have you guys guess. Idaho, the Vandals, they're at Florida in the swamp against the Florida offense. It's pretty mediocre. Take a guess what that money line is. Gothard, I'll, uh, yeah, you guess first, and then Mitch will guess second. Remember, they're forty point underdogs. You said what? Wait, what are they? They're forty. Are they 40, they're point? forty point underdogs. 1,600. 2,150. 
plus 15,000. <laughs> so if you put $100 down on this, you will win $15,000. Wait, no. That's not how that works. If it's plus 15,000, you added, you added no, two zeros. That's 150 grand. <laughs> If it's fifteen thousand, yeah. sorry, you win. You win. Yes, yeah. I, I, you're right about that. Math. You, yeah. Well, okay. W- what are you gonna do? But we pick the games. 000? We don't count the money, really. Dude, Idaho. Again, they're not gonna win this. But how fun would it be? This is like if you to take win, a sixteen yeah. seed in your pool, and like they happen to somehow be close against a one seed, and you t- show people, hey, look, I had this on one of my sheets in March Madness. Imagine if this game goes into the third quarter and it's within like seven. You're mm. like. Tweaking. I put ten dollars down, and I could win some serious money. Gothard, on that note, with what Kent said about UAB, and now knowing Idaho's money line scenario, and also Citadel in this Alabama playing Alabama in this week of the SEC cupcakes, are you going to be looking at this with a serious face, or are you just going to move past this and get to some other games? Do you have any interest in the SEC this week? I like this UAB game. I was going to say I'd, I'd be interested in the plus 17 as one of our moneymaker picks. I feel like, I feel like, the, I, I feel like this is going to be close. I mean, not only is Texas A&M not looking forward to this game, this is like probably the one game UAB has been looking forward to. Right. So I look, I look for them to at least come out strong, and who knows what's going to happen. But um, – Moneymaker is a stretch. I, I see where the value is in this bet, and, and I and, and I and I understand that. But we're in a moneymaker. That's <laughs> they could get lost <laughs> in the lights. I don't know. They they're playing a big well, time if, football. If game. we have to stop, if if we have to stop picking Alabama for the moneymaker, mm-hmm. then we got to start picking teams like UAB. Mm, that's we fair. Start get you know spreading the portfolio out, getting it out there. That's fair. We'll, we'll have to see. Okay, I'll put that on the list. And it's on are, the short list. You do make a claim as a legitimate list. betting podcast when your lock of the weeks are UAB. You know what I mean? If you're locking <laughs> up UAB, just, it's the Blazers. Yeah. And when that's happening, we're not just going after like, hey, what's the top 25? Let's pick one of these We're going after games. 10s. None of that 7s and 8s BS. Exactly. Right. Very true. All right. Running with the money, Kent. To Although... Get- Three threes well, is pretty five. Yeah, five two. I have the ten, but I've had five twos. All right, Ken Brown running with the money. The biggest game of the week, which I know you want to talk about here. Notre Iowa State, State, Texas. Iowa State, and Texas. Well, no, we're going to talk about Notre Dame, Syracuse first. We will get to uh, Iowa State, Texas. Do we have I, to? I tend, He's I, like more I, of an Iowa State I, fan. I, I, uh, I sense a little maybe nervous tension with this game. Are you at all worried the fact that the quarterback situation giving them the Syracuse game and and I guess a better question would be, are you taking Syracuse as a legitimate threat? Well, Syracuse is definitely a legitimate threat. They have a good offense. They have a pretty good pass rush. They're well coached. Dino Babers is almost definitely going to be in the next year or two heading to a major program and being that next coach on the rise. And believe me, before we were betting Buffalo in the MAC, there was a MAC school named Bowling Green a few years ago, the Dino Babers, Tuesday and Wednesday nights, every week. You were betting them and taking the over, and they they did so well. I think one year they went 10-1-1 and against the spread, mm-hmm. and the next year they went like 9-3. and Dino Babers is a very good coach, but here's the problem. If Ian Book's healthy, which he appears to be healthy, I'm not worried about the quarterback position. I am more worried about kind of in the frame of Notre Dame moved this game from home to Yankee Stadium. They're wearing the pinstripe pants, the pinstripe on the side of the jerseys, navy blue helmets, 
they're you know they're pretty much embracing the New York Yankees as like our team for this week, and it's just a weird vibe. It's probably going to be a weird vibe. I can see Notre Dame come out a little bit off kilter. I think they'll figure it out and be fine. The reason why I like Notre Dame to win this game and probably cover is the fact that every game this year their defense has showed up. Every single game it's been reliable. And in this game, they're going to score 30-plus. I feel pretty good about that. Can they hold Syracuse under 30? I'm going to say yes, and a lot of it is I have a lot of faith in Notre Dame's ability to stop their opponents. But this is the toughest offense they will face this regular season. I think they'll win by about 13 points but I do think it's close for most of the game and then they separate late. But I don't ever, I just, it's going to be annoying watching this game and if it's close, the fact that they're wearing Yankees uniforms Mm -hmm. and playing in the Bronx. It's just all types of bad vibes. I'll let Gothard go in a sec, but I'll just say I do agree. I think Notre Dame will win this game and cover the spread. And I think it will be close early. There'll be some fireworks. I think Notre Dame eventually, what we've seen, they wear you down. And I think they will. I think their size will get to Syracuse defensively. I don't think Syracuse met really has much of an option for either quarterback, especially if Book's playing. He is playing. It's clear. Yeah, it's he's, clear. he's good to okay. go. Okay, he's good to go. I Yeah, Syracuse is going to put up some points, but I think Notre Dame's defense eventually makes some plays. I think Syracuse is an exciting offensive team, but not the most crisp. They make some mistakes. They've had some lulls in their game. I, I just don't think you can do that this week, and I think Notre Dame wins uh, by about 15-16. I hope you're right. I agree with you, Mitch. I think and Kent, but I think that uh, you know Syracuse is a fun team. You know they've been a fun team to watch this year. But Notre Dame is like a legitimate good team, and um, this isn't really going to be a game that Notre Dame's overlooking because you win this game, you're kind of you're almost there. You know, so I, I look for them to to come out strong, and I, I think they win by twenty. To be honest, I'm sorry, Ron. Ooh, so this could potentially be a moneymaker. We're all agreeing. And what's this out right now? Like 10 and a half? 10 and a half. That's we can add it to the short list. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, let's see, which game? I guess we can talk about Iowa State and Texas right now. Another game that I'm really excited for. Kent, uh, I want to discuss some of the things with this game. Because I think, look, we saw what Texas did last week. It was barely, you know, their offense is like playing parlor games. Like it's just it's straightforward. It's exciting. Um, you know, they might be a little vulgar at times, be a little out there, but they finish. And they, they finished against Texas Tech. Yeah, and then on, on, whenever you looked at the Oklahoma game, they finished for sure with that game-winning field goal. And I think overall that you have to start to look at this game and can this defense massage their problems, get through some issues, work it out, make sure that the proper cash is given, so to speak, in terms of saying, hey, guys, you're brought here to win games, play hard. And then you have this Iowa State team. They come in and they say, look, we don't need extra a soft amenities touch. Or extra amenities. Or any extra amenities. Just get going, go in deep, and win this game. And David Montgomery suspended for a half. And that sucks. He got in that fight yeah, last He's not going to witness anything good or bad that might happen. No, 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 definitely not. But I think overall, the well-coached team with Matt Campbell and Iowa State and my boy Brock Purdy, I am all in on the state of Iowa again. After last week, sorry, I had a little mishap, but I'm back in with Iowa State. I think they not only cover this line, I think they win this game. And I'll say right now, they win this game. There's a very good likelihood. They're going to the Big 12 championship game. And if that happens, Brock Purdy, Matt Campbell, David mm. Montgomery, talk about finishing. They are absolutely going to have a little full service action in Arlington and dominate 
Oklahoma if they play them in the Big 12 title game. I mean, okay, cool. Hook them. Um, Gothard, I'm not – I like wow. Moneyline Iowa State, but I love the points. I love the points. It's so funny. It's like I'm from Iowa, and I've kind of just not have – I had just been checked out on Iowa State this year, and it's kind of a bummer because they've been doing so good. But, like, I'm looking at this game and reasons to bet on it, and it's at, it's at Texas, right? Yes. In Austin. And sadly, on the Longhorn Network, thousand, which nobody gets. And there's 1,757 tickets left for as low as $2. So, you know, you, the home field advantage doesn't seem to be well, they work uh, for tips. as high as you would think it is. <laughs> yeah, they work for tips, as Pat <laughs> said. Um, but there are tips available, so I hear. Well, hook them. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, yeah, I really think <laughs> that Iowa State is a team that's playing possessed. And Texas is really lucky. I think you'd agree, Gothard, that they haven't lost their last three games. I'd agree. I agree. I mean, I think that uh, that they've been they've been right there, especially in that West Virginia game. But um, yeah, they I mean they could be almost not bowl eligible. I know Longhorn fans everywhere from the U.S. to as far away Kent as I think China are going to be tuned in on this on this game. So we'll see what happens. But I like Iowa State. Well, you need to again the great state of Iowa and Brock Purdy, who comes from the great state of Arizona. They're going to really be a team. And, like, I'm not joking when I say this. Like, this is dead serious. Iowa State is the most complete team in this conference. And they actually play good defense. Texas isn't going to hang 40 on them this game. If they win, what's this over-under? Because this is one, if this is, like, in the 60 range, I would feel pretty good about the under here. Because Iowa State probably only needs 27 to win 48. this game. Okay, well, see, yeah. that's a good number. Yeah. Yeah, and that also shows that they're a good Big 12 defense because what Big 12 spread does ever have 48 as your over-under? It's almost always in the high 50s at the lowest, but that's a smart one to have because I can see this being a 27-20 to 20 win or a 24-17, to 17, something like that. Iowa State plays like NFL scores. If they need to score 40, they might be able to, but they also don't give up as many points. So I would say pretty definitively this is one of the lines I really like this week. And again, the money line aspect of it. If you think they're going to cover the three, yeah, just take the, the full money line and get the win outright, get your points. You don't have to put the VIG in and enjoy it. And then you can go and spend that money on whatever you want across the board. And okay, hook them. I think we're all in agreement here. Iowa State, going to be an interesting game. Towels waving, towels everywhere. Let's see what happens. All right, uh, other games to talk about. Are you saying that there will be some cleanup duty in Austin afterwards, right? Would, They're going to leave a few stains? I, I think so. Um, all right, run right with the money. Oh, boy. Okay, other games to talk about. Matt, how are you doing over there? <laughs> you, I'm doing this? good, man. I'm doing good. Yeah, yeah. I just wish I was there with you guys. I know. We wish you were here as well. Um, another Big 12 game I want to talk about that has Kent a little conflicted with his success rates. He's not conflicted in who he's going to pick. We're against each other again this week. Gotham, I don't know if you realize this. Kent's been money with doing well predicting what Oklahoma State does. He's kind of had some negative returns with Will Greer, and they're facing off this week. I'm riding that Will Greer train as four-and-a-half-point favorites. Kent likes Oklahoma State. Mollet over Scullet in this one. The former assistant... (laughs) Dana Holgerson against his former boss, Mike Gundy. And the Pokes, four and a half at home. I like the way Cornelius is playing. 
I think the defense sucks. We all know that. But at the same point, offensively, they're going to take a lot of gambles. And I think when you look at this West Virginia team, who have they struggled the most against? They've struggled well, against Iowa teams. State. Well, Iowa State's one. And then the other one, the Texas game, Texas took gambles in that game. They went for fourth downs. They were definitive in saying we're going to be creative with how we go about executing against this West Virginia defense. And that falls into Oklahoma State's hands. I would like to see Justice Hill be healthier than he was last week. But overall, I think Oklahoma State keeps this close. And the fact that they're getting four and a half, I would go Pokes. Who do you like, Gother? I think I'm going to go with you on uh, take Oklahoma State because five points, it might even go up to six, I feel like. Um, and that's a lot of points to get at home, um, especially for the Big 12. I think that there's it's going to be a high-scoring game, and if you can get close to a touchdown, that's a lot of points. You guys do make good good points, although I will point out Oklahoma State has been mighty, mighty hot and cold this year. So in games that they've lost and they haven't covered the spread, it's been bad. Texas Tech, Kansas State, some of those games, I think both those games were at home, and they got beat down pretty good. But yeah, if their offense shows out, they can put up points on anybody in this conference. Yeah, this wouldn't be one of my highlight picks. I, I think I would take Oklahoma State, but out of the lines that we've discussed so far tonight, this is definitely not on the high end of ones I feel great about. And a lot of it is, and I will admit this, you're right, I haven't had a great feel for West Virginia, and so it's almost like I hate keep picking against them and having them prove me wrong three, four, five times. So maybe I'm better off just avoiding this one altogether. It's not a high end, but sometimes mid to low end is good too. Right. So, um, Gothard, Pac-12, Oregon, Arizona State. I really am looking forward to just watching this game. How dare you skip USC, UCLA? <laughs> did I skip it or did I just avoid it entirely? Yeah, I think that's fine. <laughs> um, if anyone, if by anyone the way, claims they have a feel for that game, Jesus. you must have some association with a psychic because I don't, know, I don't know what the heck's going to happen in that game. You could tell me right now that either team wins by 20 and it would not surprise me That's the saddest red edition of this game. Cumulatively, I think I can't remember both teams being this bad. Yeah, right. Like I, I get like I, I just that's why we're not going to talk about it. If you want to bet on that game and you want to <laughs> have a death wish and you know be the guy at the sports book that has people looking at you, be my guest. But I want to get to that Oregon Arizona State game, Gotham, because I got to give Arizona State credit. They've been doing pretty well this year. They control their own destiny to get to the Pac-12 title game. But Oregon's no slouch. They're three and a half point favorites at home. What do you think here? What's the play? The over-under is sitting at about 64 and a half as well. I feel like Oregon has been my West Virginia this year um, compared to, you know, Kent's West Virginia because it seems like no matter what I do, I'm wrong on them. And I swear every line for them is three points. It's it's always Oregon minus three. I'm always like, that looks good to me. I like Oregon minus three. But I do like Oregon minus three and a half here. Um, Arizona State is good. But I think that uh, I think just – I really like Herbert, and so I, I got to go with the Ducks. Yeah, first of all, at home, Oregon's terrific. On the road, they're terrible. I do think the under in this game actually makes a good bit of sense. I feel like Arizona State to win this is going to have to try to muddy the game up and make it sort of a slow, methodical sort of game. But you mentioned Kent's West Virginia, and when you said that, it made me laugh. That would be like the worst memoir I could ever have. If my life completely goes downhill, and then I release a memoir called Kent's West Virginia... That'd be, that'd be probably the saddest moment of my life. I don't think they could sell that at bookstores. 
personally. Well, it depends which ones. <laughs> yeah, it could be like a country ra- country album too, to, you know. Kent's West Virginia. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. That's just nobody wants to see or read that for no. sure. Definitely not see. I like Oregon in this game. I think they will play that. well. Yeah, that's Ooh. another one. So Ooh. now we have a late night money maker too. Three team parlay extra guys. one, mate. Ooh, ooh. That's actually a good point. So well, so far we've liked Notre Dame, which is afternoon. We've liked Oregon, which is at night. And Iowa State. Are we Iowa State. That's also at night. And UAB <laughs> that's at night. Oh, we have a and late the over night. U- oh, the over UCF. Which is also night. Uh-oh, uh-oh. So if we Stay avoid Notre Dame, we can maybe do Notre Dame-Syracuse early and then go a four-team parlay at night with mm-hmm. the Blazers, the uh-huh. Ducks, the Clones. Reach deep, reach and deep. And who's the other one? And oh, UCF and the Knights. Over. Yeah, reach deep oh, into that boy. wallet and roll over because this is going to be a long night. Oh, my God. Yeah, exactly. That's that's when you pay for extra. That is just, wow. But imagine um, that. If we do that, guys, so if we do the over 59 at Cincinnati and UCF, you get UAB at plus 17, you get Oregon at minus three, and then the fourth one was, remind me who, I'm, oh, Iowa State yeah. on a money line. But let's just say for argument's sake, you take the three points. You're looking at a 14 parlay. That pays about 12 to one, a little bit more than 12 to mm. one. That's not a bad, that's not a bad I'm night. I'm getting excited. I'm getting excited over here. Are we done there? <laughs> last thing, last thing. Are we done? Is that it? Or are we, do we like Washington State too? Does that scare you a little bit? I do not have a good feel for that one at all. Scares you a little Gothard too? More of a soft touch. Well, I, they're, just, they're in the doghouse after missing that extra point. That was but, the, um, We were both on that one, and that was the one game that they haven't covered this year against the spread. So, yeah. Dude. I, if Mike I Leach coached the whole this, game with we that were, mustache, then yes, I would bet him. My brother, my brother had money on them, and we had given up, and we left the Bellagio, and we were just walking back. And he's like, "I don't know if we're going the right way." And I looked down at my phone and saw a touchdown, and I was like, "You're right, dude. We're not. We have to go back to get your money. They just scored a <laughs> touchdown." And he's like, "No way!" And he like celebrated. And then we looked down and saw a missed oh. extra point, that, so oh, he, he missed it by. <laughs> That's just not a happy ending at all. Um, yep, brutal, that was a killer. Brutal break. All right, I think we've covered. Is there any games we haven't touched on before we get to our picks? Is there anything else that I forgot? Any other games? You know what's pretty intriguing oh, late night? Why did I ask that question? If you want a really fun, <laughs> super late night game. <laughs> oh, you got to know where this is going. Mm. UNLV last week put so many chips on the table to beat San Diego State, and now you reward the kids that choose to go to Vegas to play college ball. So they already have that party mentality. Now they're going to Hawaii to hang out for a few days in Hawaii. Everyone has been telling them all week how great they are. You just beat San Diego State, who has been you know, a really perennial power in their conference. And then you have the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. They're looking for a win. It's six and a half. I think Hawaii wins by double figures. That is not a bad, very late game. To roll with Cole McDonald and this Hawaii team, you can get it at six or six it- and a half. I like it. I like Hawaii. Minus six and a half? Oh, yes. Yeah, minus six and a half. And this is a UNLV team that I think they put everything on the, the table last week. And I don't even think that they'll come in prepared. I, I think their mindset is going to be, look, we got our statement win last week. Yeah. We're not making a bowl game. We're going to vacation in Hawaii for a few days. It's fair and to ask how much they've prepared. Absolutely. I think this could be a game. Like This might be – I'll say Hawaii actually wins this by over two touchdowns. Wow. 
So there you go. That's the late night, late right, night yeah. Ken thirst that we've got it. Oh, and especially if we're coming off the Big Ten <laughs> teaser in the morning, Notre Dame bet in the afternoon, and then the fourteen parlay, and we hit it all. That could be a dangerous bet late, like later that night for Hawaii. But I think I'd be in. I'm pretty sure I'm probably going to put, you know, let's say a couple units on Hawaii and roll with them at night. Why not? Mm. What the hell? They can't do worse than Buffalo did tonight for us. There's no way. No, that's physically impossible. We went to Buffalo Wild Wings to watch Buffalo win, and then you didn't even order wings, and Buffalo lost. I had wings. Shit. They were boneless. Just because they're not bone in, okay, we okay, get to this whole Matt, argument Matt here. Gothard, are boneless wings wings? Yeah, of course they are. They're the best yeah, kind of wings. We're not. Well, he said best kind of wings oh, too. God, okay, I'm done. We're not. You're done. Hey, that'll be you. you get a river pig. Come on. Boneless wings. There's, Give me a break. Like there could be two kinds of wings. That's Ken's a, Ken is an elitist. Like saying, Ken, is like a, Ken is a bone-in nationalist. Like that's what he is. Saying a tofu burger is a burger. No, it's not. <laughs> Wasn't sure where you were going to go with that's like saying, and then you could have been pretty bad. I'll save it for after the show. <laughs> All right, Runner with the money, episode twelve, guys. We lost last week. We're still doing pretty well in the season. Seven, four, and one money. Yeah, we've makers. made people money this year. There's no doubt about that. But we've we got to come back after this last week. We've made a money. We have no, no impact. We have no bearing on where they spend it, what they do with it. But we've made the money, so that's all we can care. Uh, we have a short list of the games that we like, and here I will do this. Gothard, give me your two favorite bets so far this week. Let's try to hash this out that way. We'll see if we have a match. All right. I like UAB, which I just found out about while we're doing the show because of the way that Ken described it, and uh, Notre Dame. Ooh. I see, I, you don't have a match with me. Not that I disagree because I, I obviously like these bets. I like Iowa State well. points, and I like UCF over because I'm a sucker for an over, and I think UCF's going to want to score points at home. They haven't had this game before. Maria Taylor is going to be roaming the sidelines. Herb Street's going to be in the booth. I just, go ahead. But they could lose. They could lose. I don't know. And we'd still be okay if the points are scored. But you're right. They could lose. <laughs> I will say our first bet we made this year in our moneymaker that got us off to a positive start wasn't over. It was FAU and Oklahoma. It wasn't two Power 5 teams, and it was one team that we know could score a ton of points like UCF does. So Another do, unreliable source that I just do. always is just there. Exactly. Yeah, OU. They're not quite hook them, but you know, Boomer Sooner is what it is. So that is a pretty wise bet. For me, I like Iowa State a lot. I do like them plus, the, or, you know, at this point, plus three, but I'm with you on just the points, but of course, we would take the three. But I say... You know what? Put your money where your mouth is. The Notre Dame Fighting Irish this week. Really? Number three in the country for a reason. <laughs> you beat Michigan already, which everybody's now saying is a better team than Notre Dame. I don't understand that one. The only common opponent they have, Michigan was down 17-0 at Northwestern, one by three. Notre Dame beat that same team by 10, and we're up 17 points in the fourth quarter. So I don't quite get why Michigan all of a sudden is considered better. And this is a Syracuse team. They're ranked 12th. But when you look at advanced metrics... Efficiency rankings, whether it's S&P Plus with Bill Connolly, whether it's Sagarin ratings, whether it's FPI, Syracuse is not considered a top 20 team. In fact, on some of those, they're in the 30s. Notre Dame is considered top 10 in offense and defense since Ian Book's been the quarterback. I think Notre Dame is a pretty wise bet here, and it wouldn't be a bad option. So 
the UCF over, pretty solid, with Cincinnati. Notre Dame. Iowa and then State, UAB. Iowa State, Those UAB. Are Those are our four we need to decide upon. And that's a pretty strong four. But I guess with me, I'm going to go with my heart this week and say, if Notre Dame really is a top three team that wants to compete with Clemson for a chance to play Alabama and lose by 20-plus in the title game, <laughs> they should win this game by 11 or more. I will say that. That's your number one bet. Yeah, I think it's right there at the top. And what so. was the runner-up? The UCF over was the runner-up? Yeah, I'd go. Yeah, I'd buy into the UCF over with us very close. UAB would just be fun for all the right reasons. Well, we all like Notre Dame too. We all said we liked them to cover, and Ian Book has been a beast when he's been the starter, and he's back and he's healthy. Okay, I could be talked into it. Is that what you want to go with, Gothard? Right, Notre yeah, Dame. Yeah, I'm down. And then What's, if they win, if they win I'm in down. Yankee Stadium, you were talked into it. It would be a very happy ending for the Irish faithful. <laughs> but when they lose and UAB easily covers, I'm going to I'm gonna tell you guys we should have done that. It would be cool. Yeah, yeah. Should have been never more. You'd feel shame immediately after. That instant gratification. You should. You just feel shame. I, I will text you shame. I will Look, just say it's shame. it's an early game, so if we lose this, we have time to double down again and do another moneymaker. We do have time. Just or, Well, no, know, so the know, rule why is don't we, do this? we get one. Okay, I just want to, we get one, because we want to call our shot and hit it. We'll, we'll throw out extra picks that we have confidence in, but I want one pick, win or lose, this is what it's going to be on the official record, wins and losses, or ties. Yeah. Well, Gothard, what's your one definitive pick then? You going Irish? He likes Notre Dame. Yeah, I'd probably UAB, say UAB, he just Notre fell Dame. for your Ponzi scheme over there. <laughs> I didn't fall for a the Ponzi Birmingham scheme. Ponzi scheme. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's just going to be like, and then when we win on UAB, I take your money and I put it here on this team. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, I, I, I like Irish as well. And Mitch, come on, you are Catholic. You can rally behind okay. the greatest Catholic university in the United States and go with the Irish. Come on. A lot of standards there. Yeah. I mean, when have the Catholics ever let me down? You make a great point. I'm going to go. We're going to lock it in Notre Dame. And what's the so what's the official number? Are we going to do 10 and a half? Well, what can we get of that? We, I mean, we can take the better numbers, but I think 10 and a half works if that's what you're seeing. Is that what you're seeing, Gothard? I'm seeing 10 and a half. I saw Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw a ten and a half. I don't I, want ties. We took them on perfect. our show at yeah, eight and a half true. earlier. We don't want any freaking ties. So ten and a half, go for it. Ian Book get thirty seven points, hold them to twenty four, win by thirteen. I Gothard, think that's fine. we can blame Kent too if we're wrong. This is his team. This that's is fine. him letting us down. We can put him on blast and say we're going to ruin him and we're not going to protect him anymore. <laughs> Sounds like what I Ohio agree. State. Did I agree. All, it's all or nothing all right season. now. Uh, I'll end for Kent. Always, always. Gothard, hey, thanks for calling in. Appreciate you. I know you've had uh, a little rough of a day, but thanks for calling in. And, uh, yeah, blessing us with your picks this week. Yeah, dude, definitely. <laughs> thanks thanks for having me, man. All right. Kent, pleasure as always. We'll get your we'll get your uh, Ponzi scheme out to the people soon. The UAB, <laughs> the UAB Blazers Ponzi scheme, the, the only true one of the FBS. You've got to buy in the Bill Clark. 12 UAB Blazers. 12%, 40% returns. You know it. All right. Running with the money, episode 12. This was fun. For Kent Brown, Matt Gather, I'm Mitch Michaels. Everybody out there, stay safe on the betting streets. And good luck. Enjoy the football.